Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, survivors of Chechnya's gay purge describe the physical and mental torture they endured in gay concentration camps. The Trump administration's proposed cuts to health funding could lead to the deaths of over one million people around the world fighting HIV-AIDS. The 2017 World Out Games canceled only 24 hours before the opening ceremonies. And new music from acclaimed out singer-songwriter Eli Lieb. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Earlier this week, the Human Rights Watch released a report detailing the beatings and torture of gay men in Chechnya. According to the rights group, six former detainees described being forced face down on the ground and being kicked and beaten with pipes. According to the report, Chechen authorities would force other prisoners to carry out the beatings with each man receiving up to 70 or 80 blows. Said one victim, once they're done with you and you get your bearings, you hear other inmates screaming and the sounds of torture are just there all day. And at some point you start losing your mind. Additionally, electrocution devices were also used to torture the victims. Former detainees described metal clips being attached to their fingers, toes, and earlobes. Said one survivor of the electroshock torture, quote, They turn the knob, electric current hits you, and you start shaking. And they keep turning on the hellish machine, and the pain is just insane. You scream and scream, and you no longer know who you are. Finally, you faint. It all goes dark. But when you come to your senses, they start all over again. According to the report, the crusade against gay men was launched at the command of the Speaker of Chechnya's Parliament, Magomed Daudov, who has been seen at the concentration camp holding the prisoners. Human Rights Watch is calling on Russia to take action against Chechnya and protect the lives of gay and bisexual men. Russian newspaper Novoya Gazeta was the first to report that at least 100 men had been round up and detained in camps. While initial reports indicated that at least three men had died, sources now put the number closer to 26. On Tuesday, United States lawmakers in the House of Representatives introduced a resolution condemning the violence. H.R. 351 was co-sponsored by a bipartisan group of 53 lawmakers and was referred to the House Committee on Foreign Affairs the same day it was filed. President Trump has yet to speak out on the subject. White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders has told the press she isn't sure if the president has even been briefed on the issue. Also this week in human rights atrocities, in Indonesia's Aceh province, Two men were publicly whipped with canes dozens of times for having consensual gay sex. Gay rights advocates denounced the punishment as medieval torture. On Tuesday, more than a thousand people packed the courtyard of a mosque to witness the caning. This was the first time that Aceh, the only province in Indonesia to practice Sharia law, has caned people for homosexuality. The crowd shouted insults and cheered as the men, aged 20 and 23, were whipped across the back with canes. 
Many in the crush of spectators filmed the caning with cell phones as a team of five robed and hooded enforcers took turns inflicting 20 to 40 strokes at a time. Hideous. The New York Times reports that if funding cuts proposed by the Trump administration to global public health programs are enacted, at least one million people will die in sub-Saharan Africa and elsewhere, according to health and science researchers. The United States currently spends more than $6 billion annually on programs that buy antiretroviral drugs for about 11.5 million people worldwide who are infected with HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. The Trump administration has proposed slashing those programs by at least $1.1 billion, nearly 20% of their current funding. Much of the success of anti-AIDS efforts in Africa has come from a guarantee in many countries that people who test positive for HIV can immediately receive treatment. These medications help reduce viral load in those infected with HIV to nearly undetectable which is a huge step forward in reducing the spread of AIDS around the world. While President Trump's proposed funding cuts are merely that, a proposal, here's hoping that saner minds in Congress, where budgets actually get passed, prevail. Gautier Destinay, the husband of Luxembourg's Prime Minister Xavier Bedel, stood shoulder to shoulder with the wives of other nations' leaders at the Brussels NATO summit on Thursday. Standing among global first ladies like Melania Trump and Frances Brigitte Necron, Luxembourg's first gentleman proudly represented his nation, attending a dinner and touring a museum with the wives of other nations' leaders in Brussels. Destinay, a 44-year-old architect originally from Belgium, is the husband of Xavier Bedel, the Prime Minister of Luxembourg since December 2013. The men married in 2015 after the small European nation legalized same-sex marriage. On Saturday, the White House posted a photo taken of the spouses. But for some unknown reason, Mr. Destiny was the only spouse to be omitted in the caption by the Trump White House. Ten people in the photo, nine included in the caption. The one man. The one gay man. Hmm. It was over 12 hours later, after several in the media pointed out the omission, that the caption was amended to include Mr. Destiny. I'm certain it was merely a casual oversight. Right. This past Friday in Miami, the organizers of the 2017 World Out Games canceled nearly all of the scheduled events just 24 hours before opening ceremonies were to begin. Organizers issued a statement which read, quote, it is with deep regret that due to financial burdens, World Out Games must cancel its sports programming and opening and closing ceremony with the exception of soccer, aquatics, and country western dance. The human rights conference and cultural programs will continue as planned. We thank everyone who has supported the effort and apologize to those who will be impacted by this difficult decision." End quote. By Friday night, Miami Beach Police and the State Attorney's Office announced they were opening a fraud investigation due to the potential misappropriation of funds. The Miami Herald reported the city of Miami Beach spent $200,000 to sponsor the out games and waived permit fees associated with events. The newspaper also said Miami-Dade County agreed to reimburse $18,000 in expenses. 
A spokesman for Miami Beach told reporters that city staff had worked consistently for the past several months to assist the event producers with special events planning, fundraising efforts, relocating events to low or no cost venues, assisting with local partners to provide support and access, and providing financial support to cover police staffing costs. Plus, as a lead sponsor of the event, the city also waived all related special event and permitting fees for the event and provided cash sponsorship to the outgames. Rutrow. Thousands of athletes from around the world were expected to participate in the outgames. Many were en route to Miami or had already arrived when the announcement was made. One athlete, Rowan D'Souza, told reporters he had spent over $3,000 to travel from Australia to take part in the tennis competition. D'Souza told the Herald, The communication has been poor from the start. I suspect they knew there were problems, but did nothing. Peter Clancy, a businessman from Belgium, was on a plane two hours away from Miami when he read about the cancellation online. Clancy was going to compete in track and field, and his partner was set to run in the half marathon. Thankfully, local LGBT sporting groups have been working to secure venues that would allow some of the canceled sporting events to take place. The organizers could probably take some lessons in event planning from the folks at New York City Pride, one of the world's best-known LGBT events with 350 marching contingents and more than 2 million spectators in 2016, the organizers of New York City Pride announced this week that WABC-TV will be its official television partner and broadcast the full parade down Fifth Avenue from noon to 3 p.m. on Sunday, June 25th, and also stream the event on its website, abc7ny.com. In addition to the live broadcast, the station will also provide coverage of other essential New York City Pride events, including Pride Fest, the annual LGBT Street Festival, the Pride Luminaries Brunch, the Rally, and Pride Island, a new three-day LGBT cultural experience. Excellent news! Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream has announced their stores won't serve two scoops of the same flavor to Australian customers until marriage equality becomes the law of the land in the land down under. Declaring love comes in all flavors, Ben & Jerry said Thursday it's banning its Australian customers from buying two scoops of the same flavor of ice cream until same-sex marriage is legalized across the country. Ben & Jerry's, based in Vermont, is famous for its socially conscious advocacy from combating climate change to promoting ethical treatment of animals. In a statement to the public, the company asked customers to imagine how furious you would be if you were told you are not allowed to marry the person you love. So we are banning two scoops of the same flavor and encouraging our fans to contact their MPs to tell them that the time has come. Make marriage equality legal. I love Ben & Jerry's. Oh, did I mention a sinkhole opened in front of President Trump's resort Mar-a-Lago this week? If nature ever meant to send us a message via metaphor, this has to be it. Earlier this week, I was thinking that I could sure use some new music from one of my favorite outsinger-songwriters, Eli Leap. And guess what? Here it is. This is probably where I should be letting the universe know that I could use some lottery money, huh? I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Anyway, Eli shared on his Facebook page, I've made a lot of life changes. You can hear about them in my new single, Hollywood. 
on to the next phase. That new song, Hollywood, paints a plaintive portrait of broken angels, tired halos, and the ghosts of Hollywood in the City of Angels. I'm a big fan of the singer-songwriter. You can find much of his music on The Randy Report, including his songs Young Love, Zeppelin, Lightning in a Bottle, Castles, and more. And make sure you head over to iTunes to find all of Eli's music. Well, that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes. And then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close this episode with a bit of Eli Lieb's new song, Hollywood. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Driving alone on the 405 to nowhere Stars in my eyes Stars in my eyes Talking to ghosts on the corner of Vine and Sunset Blood in their eyes Blood in their eyes Do you ever wonder what it's like to be happy? You're holding all these flowers but you can't smell a thing Fucking sick of Hollywood All of the ghosts of Hollywood are coming To eat you alive Eat you alive I'm trying to stop the city streets from burning But no one survives No one survives Do you ever wonder what it's like to be happy? You're holding all these flowers but you can't smell a thing Fucking sick of Hollywood